Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology live right here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. What happened at the New Orleans? <laughs> Bitch, I'm back. I'm popular the man. Peace, peace, peace. Welcome. We are back. We are live. We are in full effect. We are not coughing our heads off anymore. Um, I am so... Thankful for you all, Mama's babies, for bearing uh, through the last really couple of weeks. It, it, it was a rough, and um, I can only imagine what you guys have been dealing with and pushing through, just as I have uh, immediately after the show last week. I was down for the count. Like, all of my energy went into getting that two hours worth of information out for you guys, and um, I was pretty much on my back the next two days. So when I'm back from the brink, <laughs> I made it through um, a lot of, uh, it's making me really rethink these periods and seasons of time where people tend to get sick, where it tends to be confused of that nature, correlation from intense spiritual activity with um, depressing not only our physical body, uh, but as well as our emotions and psychological body. So needless to say, I'm so happy to be back, y'all. I'm glad I haven't had to skip a week, but it's good to be on the air and not literally dripping, sneezing, coughing, packing, and <laughs> needing to take water breaks so I don't choke. <laughs> so um, uh, the the link is, no longer up in the episode description. Oh, for our honoring our divine right ancestors, Ashe, for another divine opportunity to come to you guys. It's just, it's getting sick, y'all. <laughs> uh, it's a lot going on. There's been a lot of activity from clients. There's been a lot of activity from um, people are contacting for the, for the first time. So um, a, a huge, ginormous shout-out the brother Am, who our fearless leader here at the My Astrology Coach Network, and we are just so supremely thankful for your generosity. All right, y'all. Um, gosh, it's like, where do you start when everything is going on? Where do you start when? <laughs> uh, well, before I start, I was just going to mention that the, uh, in the episode information for today's show, you typically, you know what, I Nobody <laughs> for two hours like I did one time. Uh, but just on the strength that y'all can hear me, I'm waiting for the not be on a commercial so I can hear it. But uh, the subscribe link in the episode information is gone. It's been replaced because there has been, I mean, you can tell when something's going on in the cosmos, at least as an astrologer, because phones ringing more often, 
you're getting more emails like, hey, um, yeah, just checking in. <laughs> so, um, okay, I can be heard perfectly. So I replaced the link for the subscribe button that was there last week with a new offer that I have. Uh, the the uh, eclipse is going to be occurring, the sun and the moon, getting married, conjoining, lining up together in the sky. Uh, they're conjoining at 18 degrees and 56 minutes of ice. So that is uh, the price of the Eclipse Package Special um, if you only get the report. Uh, It's a package because I'm covering both eclipses, the solar new moon eclipse and Pisces here coming up on the 8th. You are, trust me, you are already experiencing it. And it's um, including the lunar eclipse, full moon, uh, there in real bad. Uh, but that's on the 23rd of March. And so I put together a little package, a little report package, and that's that base price. You can only get the reports because that's going to have your, where the sun and moon is in your particular chart. It's going to have um, the aspects that it's forming at the time of the new moon and where the sun and moon is and what aspects are forming at the time of full moon eclipse as well. This information for this low, low price is going to be effect, in effect and useful and beneficial for the next six months. It's going to be in effect until this year when a whole new set of eclipses comes in, okay? Just like we are living out right now, currently, today, all the way up until uh I'm going to say up until the 8th, through the 8th, we're winding stuff out from September of last year when the last set of eclipses came, okay? So it's a very, very sensitive time. You're either feeling this. I mean, it's it's Pisces season on top of that. What did I tell y'all a couple of episodes ago about Pisces season? It's all about endings, okay? We're going to see that theme again in the week ahead. Our week ahead covers March the 6th, Sunday through March the 12th, Saturday, okay? I'm just recapping a little bit of information that's going on right now, and I did not get to finish the horoscope, and I really want y'all to be on top of this Mars-Mercury square that's coming up this uh, weekend. I want y'all to be on top of these ingresses that are coming in. Venus is moving into a new sign. Woo, woo, Pisces, and uh, Mercury as well. So, uh, Let's go ahead and jump into it. I just wanted to mention that new link in the episode information below this show um, on your screen if you're on the computer, and it will say 2016 March Eclipse Package. You can get the reports only for the Lolo, or if you want to throw in a 30-minute consult, you can do that. I can explain stuff if you need, um, or if you really want to go in, you can uh, select the one-hour console option with the two reports. Either way, you get the reports, okay? So that is my um, eclipse season, this first one. Um, this is my eclipse season gift to you guys because it's just such been a beneficial information, and it's going to last you up to really. Anytime some – and the thing is, these um, I'll talk to you more about it when I get to talking about the eclipse, but – Aspects made to this 18 degree and 56 minute mark of Pisces, like when it hits, uh, 
saw that it hit in uh gonna hit again in March. Um Venus are gonna be aspected. So but I'll tell you all about it here in a second. But when other planets end up aspecting this 18-degree, 56-minute mark in Pisces, you're going to feel it again. It's, you're gonna, it's basically going to be revisiting these eclipse things. So whatever's going on with you right about now, uh, it, it seems running for you, I, and anybody else uh, regarding eclipse season here, this one. We could have been feeling it up to even a month prior to, okay? February uh, may have brought you some, some situations, events, all the way up until the 8th. And um, within, I would say, about a month, at, uh, really within the six months after, if you haven't experienced something that brings similarly or familiarly to these eclipse themes in your own personal chart, <coughs> you will uh, here within the next six months. So let's just wrap up so I can keep it moving because it seems like it's going to be a lot today. Um, I just want to thank you guys for joining me on the um, line and on the uh, interstate. <laughs> for this is where we stopped last week on that Mercury-Mars uh, alignment here on Friday, Friday, March 4th, 10.43 p.m. Central Standard Time. Mercury is square Mars at that critical 29th degree. If you need some information on it, go. Uh, it's, it's the last thing I talked about last week. So you pretty much go to the end of last week. So, um, I already let Aquarius know what was up. I let Leo know what was up. Gemini, Deacon 3, those born June 11th to 20th, y'all dealing with Mars in opposition of your Deacon, okay? Uh it may present a challenge. Uh, this information, also, by the way, is coming from Astrology King. All the information with the horoscope is coming from Astrology King except the ingresses. When I get to Venus moving into a new sign and Mercury moving into a new sign, that information is Astrology King. I get so much information from there today. I just felt really compelled to give them a donation. They do have a donation button. I'm not preaching anything to y'all that I'm not doing myself. The link is still up in the episode information below for the Astro Love Gift. If you are getting absolutely anything out of these shows that uh, uh, your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology, energetically and spiritually, it would be a good idea to uh, make the exchange a balanced exchange. Eclipse season right now coming around to show folks what happens when stuff ain't balanced. If you're in a relationship where it's all give and no take or all take and no give, guess what? It's going to be a shake-up. So I'm I'm mentioning <laughs> I didn't mean to mention that like it's sounding so bad if you're listening and not donating, but I'm mentioning it for parasite or vampire because it it, it's, it's a time coming for all leeches, parasites, and vampires to have a day of reckoning. And that ain't on the word of Mama Dada. That's just how it is. So uh, <clears throat> Mars opposite uh, your deacon, Gemini Deacon 3, uh, may present a challenge for you to have to overcome in order to achieve a certain goal or simply to be yourself, okay? Uh, anger and frustration are likely as other people stand in your way or directly oppose your will. This is a difficult time to fully achieve what you want so you must choose your battles 
carefully unless your objectives are noble and not not threatening to others. A tactical retreat may serve you best. This was that one last week I was talking about. Do not play around this wearing off on uh, Mercury at the critical 29th degree. Don't play. Gemini, Deacon 3, when I say Mars is opposing your entire Deacon, you can look for this Mars energy, energy to for show show up in the form of another person. Okay? So just don't say nobody told that. Aries, Deacon 3, those born from April 10th to 19th, okay? Y'all are uh, March 3rd to 6th for y'all specifically is likely to cause some heated moments and arguments around you, okay? Some others will particularly struggle on these days and may become aggressive and mad. You should not face such hostility directly, but your family and friends may, okay, Aries, Deacon 3? You can confidently jump in to defend loved ones or diffuse, and ri- diffuse any rising tension because of your excellent negotiation skills at this time. Why do you have excellent negotiation skills at this time, Aries, Deacon 3? Because Mercury is sextiling your secret. From It's been going on since February 27th all the way through March the 5th, so you still got a few more days to get in on this, like coming into the eclipse with this really good energy or leading up to it anyway. And it's increasing your creative thought, which is perfect for an Aries. Like, I don't, I would, this is the kind of horoscope you want to give to an Aries who is ruled by Mars, who is so intimately acquainted with this Martian energy to say that you've got a good um, Mercury transit going on right now, Aries and three, and it's really giving you an opportunity to think creatively. How beneficial would that be for all of us? When this Mar- as this Mars, it, it, don't wait for Friday. Watch out for it today. Watch out for it tomorrow because Mars come early, show up early looking like, ooh, I'm ready to get into some trouble, okay? So for everybody, that's an awesome, uh, some awesome advice is to think creatively. When somebody jumping off in your face looking crazy, trying to provoke you into some dumb action, some destructive action, that's when you... That's when I said last week, think twice. Listen, let them go off. Let them run, jump, scream, act a fool. Let them do it. Where they little old selves out. Crazy. And while they throwing 85 tantrums and trying to provoke you into an argument or a fight, then you sitting there thinking creatively. Hmm. You're, you're being quiet. You're not feeding into it. And you're thinking. Okay, Aries, Deacon 3, you got access to that um, creative thought, mental activity, energizing all your communications and interactions with people. This is likely to be a very busy period, but these interactions are beneficial as you can project yourself strongly and clearly without upsetting anyone. Uh, Aries, Deacon 3, this happens to be a perfect time to apply for a new job. Sagittarius, Sagittarius, Deacon 3, those born. December 12th to 21st, March 3rd to 6th for you looks a little bit different. Um, uh, You could have rushed thinking, which can make you short-tempered and aggressive. Uh, You could come to conclusions, rush your decision-making and say the wrong thing, which can all lead to disagreements, arguments, and hostility. Why? Because you're dealing with Mercury 
declaring your defense in a challenging, testing uh, angle to your defense. <laughs> to the 11th, increasing mental activity, communication would also have added to it friction, tension, okay, potentially. Um, thinking can be nervous or rushed, which may lead to slip-ups in conversation, not saying exactly what you mean, and can in turn lead other people to getting the wrong idea and it increases risk of art. Okay. Not only are you dealing with the Mercury Square, Sagittarius Deacon 3, born uh, December 12th to 21st, but you're also dealing with Mars in your Deacon, okay? Mars is coming up out of Scorpio, going up into Sagittarius 28th Sag. Um, uh, it's going to give you a tremendous uh, inner increase in your energy. You're going to feel that surge. I'll tell you hear more about it and courage with a strong urge to get what you want, regardless of what other people may think. You are much more self-assertive than usual, and this could cause argument. Everybody's not going to be ready for you, Sag, okay? It could cause arguments or conflicts with others because of your desire to win at all costs. You're hungry for the dub. You want that dub, you want roster. And an increase in sex drive should be matched by your raw sex appeal. So I'm here to tell you, Sagittarius, uh, especially Dick Three, but all my Sag, Mars is going into your sign. Everybody is not going to be ready for you. People don't be ready for Sag, no way. But when Mars, <laughs> but when Mars going into Sag for my Sages, especially around the time of this um, Mars Mercury um, square, I just want y'all to be careful. I'm not going to say, you know, I'll just say temper. You know, if Mars makes you think of a temper, temper, like temperance, temper yourself, balance yourself. Make sure that you are staying balanced internally, and that will lessen some of the risk. That's what I, you know, have to um, advise some Sagittarius anyway, because it's just so sad. It's higher learning. It's higher thinking. It's longest travel. Highly. Everybody not ready to go to the distance, Okay. So temper yourself. I'm not going to tell you don't be you, but just as long as you can do an inner check on your balance on the inside, you sh- it should translate well on the outside. In that case, I would Scorpio Deacon 3, those born November 12th to 21st, March 3rd to 6th for you is going to represent a breaking point, okay? It's going to represent a breaking point or a culmination, like at a full moon where Everything kind of, everything that's been going on, that's when the light shone on. Culmination of any recent thing, jumping to conclusions, rushed decision-making, saying the wrong thing, which in turn obviously leads to the disagreements, arguments, and even the direction of open hostility. Scorpio, Deacon 3, y'all are dealing with the Mercury Square. So, yes, your mental activity is increasing in communications, but because it's square, that possibility for the test challenges and add the friction and the tension, okay? Uh, you also, Scorpio Deacon 3, have Mars in your Deacon. Now, I just said Sag have Mars in their Deacon. Like I said, Mars comes out of Scorpio in Sag. So y'all are dealing with it here on the front end of, the, it's been in your Deacon since February the 11th, and it'll wrap up here. The seventh um, alignment here on the fourth is just kind of empty. I'm going to give y'all that same kind of caveat, especially if you're in the Deacon 3 of Scorpio. This is you. 
a tremendous increase in energy, courage, a strong urge to get what you want. You're the self-assertive, same kind of thing as Sag. And and with Scorpio, you're already bringing this this energy. I like trying to say two words at once. This this energy of uh, of Pluto, your ruler. So uh, same kind of deal with Sag. Everybody not ready for that powerful, transformative death and rebirth, (laughs) uh, you know, the intense that 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 uh, being being assigned will so bring. Okay, take it easy on the rest of us, and everything's fine. Taurus Deacon Three, those born May 11th to the 20th, March 3rd through the 6th is that same kind of breaking point and culmination. Dealing with the Mars square as usual. In addition to that, I'm sorry, I apologize. You're dealing with the Mercury square, so you're the one. This uh, Taurus Deacon 3, additionally, just like a couple of other signs, you're also being challenged thinking the harsh words are potentials that can manifest still since February 27th up through March 5th. It's very important, Taurus, okay, to remember that you will be seeing the worst in everything and everything, right? For instinct, um, lack of judgment means you could totally be misreading people and situations. Um, if you have any important meetings, negotiations, decisions, delay them. Taurus, delay them until after the solar eclipse. If you cannot delay them, like my caveat in last week's episode, uh, seek the advice and guidance. They're going to make sure, you know, they hopefully they're not a <laughs> Taurus and dealing with it too. But even if they are, I would venture to say that they would be objective enough not being you to help you see some things objectively and not within the context of deep and fulfilling. Okay? Um, additionally, Taurus Deacon 3, Mars is opposite your Deacon. Okay? You're dealing with the Mercury square and the Mars opposition. Yeah. Taurus, if you're out there and you need to, holla at your mama. <laughs> um, because this Mars opposition is the one that shows up in the form of 10 to show up in the form of other people are merely reflections of you. One of my clients got to see that firsthand, and, and she got to see it within the context of her natal chart. It was something we had discussed uh, within the very most recent consultation we had, and I was just following up with her on stuff via email, and it was like spot on, head on. I had sent her, so after our consultation, I sent her some information that I, I'd already, she's already gotten a birth chart report from me, but this, I mean, this stuff comes up all the time. We're having transits to these different parts of our natal chart all the time by different planets, okay? And so this particular part of her chart is currently getting hit up, and I just sent her some additional information on it. She was like, God, no, that was it. (laughs) Sometimes I consult with people, and they don't necessarily want to tell me all the juicy details of what's going on in their life or about it. Um, but the chart don't lie. The chart gonna tell it. The the, the natal chart gonna tell it. You came here with a story. You came here with a destiny. You came here with a purpose. You came here on a mission. And you came here with some. Uh, we all came here with a natal Chiron uh, that I'll talk about here with the aspect coming up in the week ahead. Uh, that that wants to be healed. It needs to be healed. Okay. And if you're 
your mission while you're here to heal it and heal others along the way, uh, okay? So, Taurus, the energy of Mars has been building up inside, yeah, okay? And you have a great need to act to make something, especially here over the next two days for this, I mean, and not just because we got this Mercury-Mars square. We've got the solar eclipse. I mean, something. a lot of us are going to be dealing with things getting eclipsed out, eclipsed out of our lives, like gone bye-bye. <laughs> you, that's why I said on the Facebook page, if you've been waiting for some stuff to change, Mama Dada Astrology on Facebook, if you've been waiting for some stuff to change, this your season, like this your time. I've been talking about it for the last two weeks of this the September eclipse season of 2015, last year, coming to a close now, closing out the zodiac cycle now. Next week, when the moon is in Pisces, when the uh, eclipse even happens, closing out um, a, a lunar cycle, zodiac cycle, let alone a solar one, it's a lot of stuff coming to an end, y'all. Everybody not happy about it. Everybody not in a good mood right now. Everybody's not uh, ready for change. But they don't have no choice. Not fucking with an eclipse, really? You you know anybody who has these set schedules and patterns and routines? <laughs> They're probably a Capricorn, but, uh, you know, people that don't deal well with change, People that set up these structures and routines and schedules in their lives as a as a mechanism to help them stay sane because they don't deal so well with change. And then you got some people <laughs> that's been waiting for change, that's been praying for change, that's been hoping and holding on, just on the on on the hopes that maybe just maybe change is yet coming for them, and it's not too late. I'm here to tell you, it's not too late. Change is here. And if you're not ready for change, don't like change, don't want to experience change, holla at mama, holla at mama dada, because it's happening, and I can help you better deal with it, but you're not going to escape, you're not going to avoid it. And I'll finish out here with the old y'all last week. <clears throat> if you, it's, it's some people that don't like Pisces, but they're not faring quite well right now, and that is because of the change element of everything wrapping up. Like I told y'all, wrapping up a an eclipse cycle, wrapping up a solar zodiac cycle, wrapping up a lunar zodiac cycle, right? And so ending necessarily precipitate beginnings, right? That's why I say some people can wait on change. Um, and so I told y'all that there would be more to come in this area of space. Sun has been in Pisces now like a little over a week, right? And so then we have Mercury during Pisces here on Saturday. And uh, right after Mars entering Sagittarius. But yeah, Venus is Pisces after that. So once again, uh, it's basically like all this energy going into Pisces, right, for this showdown. For this showdown. Everybody coming together for the showdown. And the showdown is the eclipse, the new moon eclipse. That's that's part of the showdown. And so it's a really exciting time. Everybody not excited about it. I I haven't been ex- I've been y'all know I've been under the weather. I guess that was I, I take all things like that as 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 spiritual. 
And apparently I needed to sit down and rest and recoup for some 12th house stunts, which is ruled by Neptune and Pisces. Pisces has been speaking to me in that way, in the way of rest, okay? Uh, meditation, come on. In the way of dreams being super significant. I I don't remember the last time I dreamed so much. I'm loving it. Except that one dream I had, even though I did get the message in that too. It was I would put that in the category of bad dream, even though nothing happened to me. It like almost happened to me and I woke up, but I'm learning how to process through situations in dream states like that. How I could have uh, uh next time I have a dream like that, if I do I know how to end out the dream. But uh, these are just themes running really rampant because it's Pisces season, and and it's only going to increase, I say, leading up until all this energy kind of moves out of Pisces and goes into Aries. Uh, But definitely over the next six months, as the solar new moon eclipse in Pisces, these themes will be revisited. Get real comfortable with your fears because that's Neptune Pisces 12th house too. Get real comfortable with your fears. That's why I say in the, in the context of dreams, Neptune Pisces 12th house, uh, same thing. Uh, get real comfortable with your fears. If you look at the little meme that I made for the episode where I first started talking about sun and Pisces, they drown your fears. You're going to feel the fear. You're going to feel it. But you have to do it afraid. You hear me? You got to do it afraid in the face of fear. Fear in your face. You have to surrender. Surrender is in the 12th house. Pisces, Neptune. Acceptance. Come on. Forgiveness. Compassion. Let me keep going. I'll stop it out. <laughs> Even though I'm giving you good feel. But I got some real specific information that you can calculate and take witches. Uh, Pisces, Deacon 1, those born from February 19th to 28th, Mercury square Mars from the 3rd to 6th, is going to affect you like it's uh, affecting everybody else, except you're dealing with it from the standpoint of Mercury being in your Deacon between March 4th and 11th. Okay, Pisces, um, I'm preaching to the choir here, Pisces, right? Um, it's Mercury in your Deacon is just, it increased all that mental activity, anything Mercury-related mental activity, the travel, the business, the commerce, it enhances your ability to set goals, speaker the 11th Pisces. Planning is favored for you because of your positive outlook and good judgment skills. All communication should go well, and you can expect to be fairly busy with appointments, phone calls, you just did, right? While usually a good time to apply for a new job, negotiate a better deal or to sign a contract. I would take extra care with these while Mars is making that square aspect um, because it could lead to you being hasty or impulsive. So just be careful. Have some really good going on right now. Um, Pisces, just want to watch out for Mars. Like I said last week, Mars will take care and it comes first. Mars is actually squaring your deacon, Pisces. Um, Since it's going into Sag, Sag is a, a mutable sign just like you are Pisces, so it's going to be the square. The only mutable sign that's not squaring you, um, Pisces, is Virgo because that's opposing Sagittarius and Gemini is squaring. So Mars will be squaring your deacon from March 4th to the 28th, and it's all that 
possible aggression, the, the over-assertion, the irritation, frustration, the outburst of tempers if you don't get your way, difficulties in relationships, especially love relationships can occur at this time. Um, if you try to force your desires on people, you know, that, like I said, the uh, aggressiveness or the over-assertiveness. So just try to see things from the other person's perspective and be willing to give a little grant, okay? Got to be willing to compromise in order to make some of this relief. Um, and now keep in mind, we are in the shadow phase of a Mars retrograde. You hear me? Um, let me get the clear response. Yes. Uh, Mars entered the zone February 17th. It just passed, right, at 23 degrees Scorpio. Go all the way through to 8 degrees Sagittarius. It hits that mark April 17th. Then it's going to retrograde all the way back to that 23 degrees Scorpio mark. It'll hit that June 29th again for the second time. It hit it the first time February 17th. Then it hit it again June 29th. And then it's going to station direct that day. And by August 22nd, we'll be in new Mars territory after the 8 degree mark of Sagittarius. So, Keep that in mind when I'm talking to you about this Mars square Mercury because we're going to see it. how you maneuver through it this time around is going to what's going to make all the difference. Um, Virgo, Deacon 1, those born August 23rd to September 2nd, uh, dealing with pretty much the same thing. You've got the Mercury opposition, okay? Opposition, that's the potential tug of war or the potential perfect balance. Um, you can have actually a lack of mental clarity going on. Hey, okay, Virgo, Deacon 1, don't be worried. I know I, I'm real familiar with my Virgos now. <laughs> Y'all like to worry. Don't worry. Knowing is half the battle. Being aware is the half. Most people walking around right now thinking that somebody outside of themselves that don't even look like them is going to save them. As for me and as for mama and mama's babies, we all right. We chilling. <laughs> we on the upswing. We ready for the changes that's coming. Let's go. So, uh, but keep this in mind, Virgo. Just don't let it worry you. Uh, but you could be experiencing during this time between the 4th and the 11th difficulty in how you express yourself, and it's really easy to put other people off, and, uh and annoying, but then you think that they're the ones that are hard to get along with, and so misunderstanding and argument could result if, once again, you don't, aren't willing to make compromises. That's going to be the key for Virgo. Mars is additionally squaring your deep. So this, it, this is a double doozy if you don't play it right, Virgo. Um, between March 4th and the 28th, you got that buildup of energy. It's just tension, frustration, difficulty. And so you're going to see this again as far as retrograde. So don't play. Can't play right. It's not play season. That's not the season we in right now. Now, you would think so. Pisces does go the imagination, movies, cinema. Uh, but we need to use that, that that we have access to to the highest benefit of ourselves and others. If you end up BS, dumb tail, Argument, disagreement, I mean, you wouldn't real no way because you didn't even try. Pisces is the energy of unconditional love for goodness 
Like, it is the energy of forgiveness. Let it go. It's a changing, mutable sign. It's a changing season. Seasons are changing on so many different levels. Go on and change. Go on and change. It's okay. It's going to be okay. Um, going, Moving ahead, we're finally into Mercury entering Pisces Saturday. This coming up, Saturday, March the 5th, 4.23 a.m. I mean, okay, been talking about Pisces all this time. Now put Mercury there. Put the planet thinking, that rules thinking, and anything mental, any travel. Put it in this watery, peaceful, imaginative. I don't want to make Pisces all flowers because I know it's right now, including that know that it ain't all flowers. Guess what? Pisces also rules deception, illusion, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's a tricky thing because, like I've been saying, you can't put anything down in Pisces. And if that's your goal and your aim, that's what's going to get you frustrated. If you know how to go with the flow, you'll be straight. If you can accept some things and forgive some things and let go, it's that last sign of the 12 signs. What you going to roll into uh, when March 23rd, March 20th is, and we go from the sun being in Pisces to the sun being in Aries, not only do we enter into a new solar cycle, but then we shift, uh, spring, uh, it's the spring equinox. So we're going into a whole new season. What you doing bringing old dumb stuff into a new season for? That's on you. I'm here to tell you all the things that's wrapping up and closing out and why if you're still trying to hold on, you're going to be the only one mad. Mercury is going into Pisces. I'm about to tell you all about it now. And it's going to further reemphasize, especially by way of mercurial things, your mind. Come on. Your thoughts. Where you're sitting up thinking on stuff. You're going to be more able and willing to accept. Thank God it's a mutable sign here at the tail end, who wants to let go of stuff? Most of the time, nobody. We get real comfortable, we get real resistant to change, and we like our dirty draws. But guess what? Change is here. Uh, with Mercury and Pisces, our minds are very likely to go off course. The places words cannot describe. Pisces is real ethereal and Imagine it's extreme, okay? Uh, managing details are going to be more difficult. What it will be good for is it's a very creative time. But, but, you know, can't pin nothing down. <laughs> and you don't know if folks are being deceptive and illusory, which is, then it's a really good time to be creative, okay? Uh, not the best time to kind of really pinpoint in, in your thinking patient. Uh, this transit of Mercury entering Pisces is going to serve best poets. Come on. Healers. Oh, I love the healing aspect of Pisces. So good, y'all. Artists, spiritual seekers, it's such a spiritual uh, energy as well. So these people are going to love it. And we all got access to this side of us. No, you may not get up and go to poetry slams and, you know, Leave everything you got on the uh, on the uh, stage, but 
there's power in poetry. Look into it. I'm just going to leave it there. Mama's babies, ooh, I love my clients. They all go so hard because they, we really are, when I say that on the website, when I say that on the air, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm living it, and I'm watching other people do. We are masters our destiny, which is vital. Right? Not just astrology, but every, all things spiritual, brand or part of content. But artists, um, those who don't rely on objective evidence to shape reality, see, those are the people, I said Capricorn earlier, because Capricorn is this earth sign that um, all the earth signs, Capricorn, Taurus, Virgo, they deal mostly with material things. I said many shows ago, I ain't met a Capricorn, Taurus, or a Virgo yet that's broke. Not one. Not one. They know how to manifest. They know how to get that money. That's what they came here to do. They manifested here, at, came here as earth signs, and they going to get some stuff. They're going to amass some possessions. They're going to amass some material wealth. Um, and in Pisces season, from what I've been observing, they're not doing shit. They're not, they not liking this at all. <laughs> because it, they are the ones that need the objective evidence to shape their reality. Tend not to uh, be able to access uh, spirituality so directly because everything that substantiates and justifies their existence is something that they can see. So I'm here to help you out now. If you're not dealing well in Pisces season, you're not too, not really tickling your fans, I'm here to tell you you're going to have to figure out a creative outlet. You're going to have to figure out a creative outlet. Poets artists, healers, very least have enough sense to send up a prayer. That's a good start. That's a good spiritual start that is favorable in a season like Pisces. Sun is still there. Mercury is going there. Venus is going there. What you want to speed up time so we can hurry up and move on to a season you like better is here to teach us something. We have a solar eclipse new moon in it in Pisces here in another few days to teach us something. And the impact's going to be felt up to stick, figure it out. Facts may be real fuzzy in the context of Mercury and Pisces, okay? Um, what can also occur is conversation since it is a very compassionate, understanding, forgiving energy. Uh, mental processes, the like communication and conversation could become very tender. That that was a beautiful manifestation of this. Um, intuition and intuition is going to uh, be most the most valuable source of information. Look, <laughs> I've already told y'all Pisces was deception and illusion and all that. Don't try to pin nothing down when Mercury is here. <laughs> I wouldn't hardly take too many people's word for much of nothing except if your gut intuition says it's so. That's going to be your most reliable barometer while Mercury is Since so many communications, conversations could be illusion. I'm not, I don't want to put it on such the low end. Everybody ain't lying. Everybody ain't trying to deceive you. Everybody ain't trying to get over on you. But, uh, 
some just like with the fads, fads tend to exaggerate. They don't no harm. They they're the freaking truth seekers and bearers. They they bring in the truth, but they do can't appreciate a little exaggeration. It's expansive Jupiter is their ruler. Um, so the same kind of thing uh, with Pisces, as opposed to being like a toy to be deceptive. It's just this imaginative, creative. You know, the lines are blurred in Pisces. And uh, everything's kind of fuzzy and hazy, so likely not intentional. Some on that last week too about uh, how to kind of better maneuver when you have to pin, try to pin something down in in a sensitive time like this. Uh, yeah, and uh, some of the cons, some of the uh, so manifestations of this energy that you want to be on the lookout for is just it's the, the chance for potentially have trouble staying on the right track, uh, forgetting critical details. It's Pisces is the very opposite of Virgo. So Virgo's the details. Virgo's the one. Virgo's the warrior I was talking about earlier. Pisces is exactly opposite. Pisces is it's, it's very expansive. There are no boundaries. It's just like the vast, I, I want to say nothingness, but it's not nothing. But, you know, just think of the space. It's just that vast. Um, the vastness of our imagination. Put put a boundary on our imagination. You can't do it. The ability of showing up late for a meeting. Because you just, it's not that you didn't give a crap about what time it was. You, the lines just got blurred on you. <laughs> so um, saying things that don't really make a lot of sense. Is a potential. We are talking to communicate the plate of communication here in this area of space, um, and we definitely are speaking more from the heart and our gut uh, instead of the brain. Okay, um, so finding the words to match our feelings can make for some, you know, choppy conversation. Um, and, and one of the lessons here is that we don't need to depend on verbal communication all the time. It's beneficial to be beyond the literal to read between the lines, to hear the unspoken story, and um, to see that watery Pisces is showing us that it's all about feeling and less about grasping facts, okay, and more about the fusion and the blending, merging of everything and the big expansion, okay? So let's get to it. Um, some of the celebrities that were born with Mercury and Pisces having this particular natal marker has impacted their communication style. Edgar Casey, world renowned late great astrologer, Billy Holiday, Eddie Murphy, Kelly Rowland, Maya Angelou, Erica Badu, Queen Latifah, Nina Simone, Woohoo, Bache, Aretha Franklin. Now I did throw in John Wayne Gacy in here because he does have his marker as well. But I wanted to name all these incredible people first because I just wanted you to see the highest expression of Mercury being in such this area of to a John Wayne Gacy, a known, a famous serial killer, to where you've got somebody born with a natal marker that puts their capacity for mental uh, expression, communication uh, in this uh, where the imagination is, is, is baser and, and you know, uh, more of a negative expression. 
Um, but clearly, most <laughs> of the examples I know that they didn't express that like that. Uh, for my Pisces, that's Mercury moving into your sign. I'm going to mention this for Pisces, Gemini, Virgo, and Sag, because those are all my mutable signs. I just got through talking about them. Uh, y'all are experiencing this from the angle. Y'all are going through a lot right now. I've noticed uh, and looking through y'all's words. So Pisces, Gemini, Virgo, and Sag, hats off. Hats off to y'all because y'all are literally dealing with some life altering. You got stuff happening to your first house, like this Pisces, uh, Mercury's going into your first house. Gemini, Virgo, Mercury's going into your seventh. Sag, Mercury's going into your fourth. These are critical houses. The first house is the house of the self and your very identity and how other people see you. Fourth house is your family and home of origin. Come on, your residence, your people. That's important. Seventh house, for my Virgos, that's everybody outside of you. That's got to be important unless you live under a, a in a hole by yourself. And for my Gemini's, tenth house, that's your career. That's your very life direction and your goal. So not only this, but Pisces season has just been really critical for the beautiful sign. So I just want to acknowledge y'all. I tell y'all, it's a critical time in your life. These very critical points, self, others, career, home, are being hit up. So it's not time for Pisces, Gemini, Virgo, or Sag to go to sleep right now. I don't care. how. I know uh, Pisces season rule that good sleep and the dream, and I'm talking figuratively here. Get you good, get good rest. That's a powerfully positive thing to do during a time like this. But what I'm saying is, Wake up, stay woke. Don't numb out. Don't don't go don't don't get on your drinking binges now. I know it's Pisces season and it's heavy. Uh, Pisces Neptune twelfth house also rules that liquor. It rules that alcohol. It rules all the intoxicants. Include I believe um, marijuana is in that category as well. Don't don't let that be the way that you get through the season. Is over and mind all substances. If you're going to go heavy and hard into something for my mutable signs, if you are having a difficult time, if this is hitting on some of these core areas of life, then go heavy on some of these higher octaves of Neptune, Pisces, and stuff out. Not no toxins. Go soak, you, soak in the tub. Get by a body of water, a lake, or a river. Sit in your house so you can hear the water running all day. Uh, I mean, it's just so many higher things. Get with me. We'll come up with something. But it's too critical of a time, Pisces, Gemini, Virgo, Sag, for you to be slipping. We can we can work this thing out. Pisces, Mercury entering your sign, mental energy increase. You want to share everything <laughs> that you've been holding back. You can feel that now is the time to open up and let everyone know what you've been working on. You can feel more connected to your ideas. You can freely give your opinions and thoughts. You can come up with lots all about you, all about the self, all about how others see you, all about your immediate surroundings. Gemini, 10th house, life direction, goals, career, major, the parent, the boss, 
your ruler, Gemini, uh, your ruler, Mercury, is going into Pisces. And during this season of Mercury and Pisces, focus on the plans you want to make for your goals. Don't necessarily try to handle in a realistic way about them. Put together long-term plans that are actually attainable. You can gather advice from the people you look up, respect, and admire. You may not care very much for superficial small talk. Instead, want to focus on what really needs to be focused on. Tenth house Gemini is ruled by Saturn. Saturn is serious. Be sure, it wants to be responsible. It wants to work hard. Uh, you can think in a more mature adult way and try to be more responsible with your speech. Virgo, seventh house. That's that critical house. So Mercury is going to end the sign opposite yours, Virgo. And um, in Pisces, and you can think best when you have a partner, an other person, somebody outside of yourself is going to help you with your Mercury process, right? So someone to bounce ideas off and give you a different perspective, talk things over with people one-to-one, feeling more comfortable in those settings and better able to express yourself fully. You can be more concerned um, about fairness, justice, equality, treating people better making you open to compromise and negotiation. You need more peace and harmony in your surroundings to keep your mind working well. I'm telling y'all, I know these people. <laughs> Pisces, Gemini, Virgo, and Sag ain't been having it because life. That's, that's the very foundation. The, this first, fourth, seventh, and tenth is, the, is four. When you draw it out, it's a cross. It's a, when you connect the dots, it's a square. We're talking foundational here, people, babies. Sag, fourth house, that's at home, that's at family, that's at family of origin, or residence, or fish. Come on. Sag, you can think about old memories that you're most comfortable at and feel at home. I don't get to home, but it's you feeling at home within yourself. It's your inner kind of peace, right? And so, Sag, it can be easier for you to express what you're feeling with others, but you may struggle with being objective. Understand what you feel about various people and situations and understand what people are feeling, even if they're saying the opposite. Uh, fourth house also is a naturally a cancer house, which is an emotional house, a water house. So, Sag, you're going to have access to feel a bit more emotional. That's what I'm saying what I'm saying. Don't max out on the negative. If you're feeling more emotional, Sag, this ain't time to talk to Jack about it. Jack Dan, this ain't time to talk to Jack about it. Because you're you going to mess around and, and intoxicate your way through Pisces season. And when every season comes and you want to set it off and start something new and have a new beginning, you're going to be too hungover to do it. You're going to be too hungover to enjoy what could have been the fruits of your labor during this time, your creative, imaginative um, water. Like, drink more water, Sag. You're going, you have a mercury transit in a water house going through a water house for you, Gemini or Virgo. So that was special for you, Sag. Drink you some more water, not some more drink. Uh, for cancer, uh, y'all... Cancer and Scorpio, y'all are the same element of this Pisces that Mercury is going through. So I like it when it's the trine, uh, when it's the same element. 
for like Cancer and Scorpio because it's like y'all can get in on that good energy too that Pisces got. Pisces got it going through the first house. Cancer, y'all got it going through the ninth house. So you can come up with big ideas that you're enthusiastic about. Ninth house is a Jupiter rules house. And um, uh, you can come up with big ideas that you're enthusiastic about and believe in, but you may not work on the plans for those big ideas just yet. Said that earlier. It's, it's, it's still Pisces we talk about here. Mercury is not necessarily at home in Pisces because it's a planet of the mind, and the mind a lot of times wants to be exact. It's not to be able to do that in Pisces season. So um, work on the plan for the big ideas. Uh, during this time, Cancer, you can also share fun stories to make up big events. Your mind wants to explore. So try learning something new, Cancer, or even taking a course or going to school. You can also be a teacher yourself and share your wisdom and experiences with others. Scorpio, you're dealing with the trine as well. You've got an easy, harmonic flow of energy from Mercury, Venus, Pisces, just like Cancer. You're dealing with it from the fifth house. That's a fun house. <laughs> uh, it's a Leo-ruled house. Um, you can have a more creative mind and focus on creative projects and hobbies. If something is boring and mundane, you can have difficulty focusing on it. Tell more jokes and funny stories. People find you to be more theatrical and charming. You should really have some fun with this um uh, Scorpio, it's your same element, water. So your Mercury and Pisces don't mean nothing to you and Cancer. But you actually, coming at it from a fifth house perspective, should really should actually enjoy all the you know, energy that you can't pin down. <laughs> um, Capricorn, you and Taurus are dealing with this from the sextile. It's not a sign, but it's still very harmonious. Uh, you're dealing with this from a third house perspective. So your mental energy can surge as you come up with lots of ideas. Um, it's a, it's also a Mercury ruled house, the third house. So mental, mental, mental. Uh, you can have plenty of thoughts and opinions to share and want to get as much off your chest as you can. <laughs> be careful. Your mental energy can be strong but not completely unmanageable. And you can work on coming up with new plans and committing yourself to Project Capricorn. Let me let me caveat this thing for you. Because we just transit before this one, Mercury going into Pisces was what? That we've been talking we almost finished talking about last week was the first thing this week. Mercury square Mars. Okay? So this is that same Mercury <laughs> that's going into Pisces that just squared Mars. And you can't think of it as, oh, it's squared Mars. Before this, so it already happened, it's over. So you have to look at it within the context of of, of a transit time. You've got the time before it goes exact, and you have the time after it goes exact where it's still in play. It may not be as strong, but it's still in play that it's five and low. You're going to mess around and get in on the real low feel while it's there. So I'm telling you, with Mercury squaring Mars, and you want to get as much off your chest as you can, and, and and mental energy being strong but not completely unmanageable, which is somewhat unmanageable. There's a there's a possibility you may not be managing it well. I'm cautioning 
dealing with a Mercury transit that that's Mercury ingressing into Pisces on the heels of that very same Mercury squaring Mars in your Mars ruled house, third house. I want y'all to mama say it. <laughs> For Taurus, um, you're dealing with Mercury going into Pisces uh, from the vantage point of it being going through your 11th house, which is dreams of groups that you're networking with, uh, of uh, friendships and alliances, okay? So for my Tauruses, you can do your best thinking with a friend or in a group, enjoying the give and take and getting all of the different perspectives you normally miss by yourself. You can think outside of the box and be more open to ideas that you normally shy away from. The 11th house is ruled by Uranus and Aquarius. So the more outside the box, original, inventive, geek, uh, the rebel, feel free to re- rebel a little bit. <laughs> and so you're more open to ideas that you normally shy away from, but you can. Uh, uh, but it might be a good idea now. You may be drawn to original thinkers and people who challenge your thinking. might like that. Um, the semi-sextile Aries, still mildly favorable. Aries, you're dealing with Mercury going um, into Pisces. It's a, Pisces is a sign right before yours, Aries. So you're dealing with this from a 12th house perspective. Whenever energy is in the house right before it gets to yours, when it would be in the first house, you're dealing it with with it from the 12th house. That's that last house. It's that Pisces house. It's that house that rules ending. That house is ending because when it gets to you, it'll be the beginning. But right now, it's this house that's ending. You're closing out. It's the house that deals with fears. It's the house that deals with time meditation, right? Um, so you can keep more of your thoughts, Aries, and opinions to yourself. You may want to take your time thinking things over without any interference from anyone and you can find other people actually drain you mentally, okay? You want to be very protective of um, your mental energy while Mercury is in Pisces, okay? Your Aries house is that house of fears of self-undoing. Certain enemies reside there, uh, more spiritual, I do, but still. Um. So you, you, you're going to probably prefer to think about things alone. Your imagination can be more active and you can become privy to a secret or two. You can also think more about the past, old issues, and subconscious motivations for your decisions. Okay? Aquarius, you're also getting in on that semi-sextile, but you're dealing with it from the sign being the sign after yours. Okay, So Mercury is leaving Aquarius, going to Pisces. So it's going from your first house to your second. So that second house, uh, uh, your mental energy can actually slow down. It's the earth. It's the earth. Uh, second house is ruled by Taurus. That's earth. kind of slows down, right? Um, your mental energy can slow down as you take your time with your decisions, with coming up with new ideas and sharing them with others. Take your time. You don't want to be pushed to see. And you can be a little more stubborn than usual, okay, because Taurus is a fixed sign. But you want to believe in your decisions fully before committing. Uh, this, uh, this is for Aquarius, but it's going through your Taurus house. Um, you can be a little more stubborn than you usually are, but you want to believe in your decisions fully before you're committing to them. That's why you're taking your time. 
this can be a good time to focus on your finances and work on a budget or get some financial advice. That second house is the one to have. Okay, so where is your mind going to be on your money? Okay, you're not going to be trying to get pushed anything. Now, Leo and Libra, y'all are dealing with this from a standpoint. I'm not going to go into all that right now. I'm just going to say it may be a little challenge to bridge energy, but I'm giving y'all the hookup so it's possible, right? Where for my Leos, you're dealing with this from an eighth house perspective. Eighth house is ruled by Pluto. It's really intense and deep. <laughs> it's, um, it's the house of other people's resources. It's the house of legacy, okay? Think about your legacy here over the next month while you're having to do for your business the way. Leo, you can focus on more serious matters that require your complete attention, okay? Your mind is going to be in a very intense, deep research, a ruled area of space or of your chart. You can be more researching and thorough with whatever interests you or demands your attention. You can dominate conversations. Level is deep. So you ain't going to be trying to have no superficial conversations by Mercury and Pisces, Leo, okay? <laughs> For my Libras, lastly, Libras, but definitely not least, you are actually dealing with Mercury going through Pisces from a, a sixth house perspective. That's the Virgo-ruled house. Work is healthy, detail-oriented, and you can focus on the smaller tasks since you do have access to this detail-oriented and chores that need to the workforce. Take all of the information gather and use them to create new routines, success governance routines, new plans, and get yourself organized. You can pick through information and focus on what matters. Libra, sixth house is a Mercury ruled house, just like I was telling Capricorn. So you're you're also dealing with Mercury going through a new area, a new sign, Pisces on the heels of having squared Mars, and you're like Capricorn dealing with this from a perspective of it going to Mars. Around this time, or while it's in Pisces period, focus on that sixth house. If somebody pisses you off, channel that to get that, use that energy and get some stuff done around the house or stuff that you need. Create a new routine or plan or get yourself organized in ways that, you know, totally avert that person or that situation or can put you in a better position, you you got the energy fooling with the sixth house leaders where you can get the, the hard work done and probably fast fooling with Mercury and you can get real creative with it just going through Pisces. Use your imagination. All right. So moving on, Saturday, March the 5th, after all this happens, 10.05 a.m. Central Standard Time, the moon sextiles Mars. That throws us into void, of course, for 17 whole minutes, y'all. So for 17 minutes, don't start anything new. Don't have an interview. <laughs> it's Saturday anyway. It's Saturday morning, um, 10.05 a.m. at literally 17 minutes later at 10.22 a.m. of Aquarius, okay? And so, all right, we're going to be emotionally satisfied after all this you know, mercurial energy. I think of Aquarius, when I think of Aquarius, I still think mental since it is an air sign. You've got Aries, you've got Lee Gemini. So um, 
and 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 Virgo is Gemini ruled the Earth sign, and this is an air sign, uh, so it has a mercurial quality to it. So as of 10:22 a.m. Standard Time on Saturday, rising, we're going to be emotionally satisfied for the next couple of days, and actually on into the new week. We're going to be emotionally satisfied by it. It's going to calm us down, and we will want and crave something new. That's what Aquarius Moon and Aquarius is about, baby. We're going to want something new. We're going to want to do these new routines, Libra, with Mercury and Pisces going through your sixth house. You're going to have some, you're going to feel like doing some new routines. We all are going to want to do something new. We're all going to want to break out. We are. Some of us might have an outburst. Um, some of us want to break from uh, being overly emotional, Aquarius, or attached to air sign. With all this Pisces energy, <laughs> by the time Saturday rising, get here at 10.22 a.m., we're going to be like, ooh, yes, I want to do something new other than just new, other than just be in my feelings. And so that's going to be there for us. Have no fear. <laughs> um, Aquarius also, with the moon being there, we're going to be really satisfied to have these potential and possible flashes of insight. Um, uh, you know, that'll just give us a broader view. Just be one a flash of insight idea that gives us a broader, friendly, although detached. You know, where you can. Like uh, when you babysit or something, it's like, yeah, but they get to go home at the end of the day. It's like while you're babysitting them, it's all fun and cool. You can be all, you know, childlike, emotional. But, yeah, you count. After a few hours, you count down. Where them, when, when the parents say they're getting back? So it's kind of like that where, yes, we can um, be more friendly, but we'll be a little bit sad. We'll be ready to go time to go. Um. Connecting with others be something like to do. It's it's pretty social. Uh, come on, a group that we're affiliated with it rules friendship. It 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 does rule the X's and the uh O's. So former lovers is in there as well in the eleventh house. Or very um uh the different the the unusual. We're gonna be very uh, attracted to that. Uh, coming up here on Saturday. Anything out of the box, anything cutting edge, the more unusual, the better. Um, so socially, network, group energy, technology, various rules of technology. There could be a flurry of activity, internet-wise, education-wise, yeah, devices. Um, yeah, uh, Aquarius can go, it, because it can be so detached, even though it is like a group energy, it's also a very individual energy. Like I said, it can be detached. It can go its own way and do its own thing. It is the rebel now. So we could be feeling a little bit of that if we're not really in that social zone. Since it's the individual thing, energy, like we could very, um, not in the way of Pisces, because it's so, the boundaries aren't there and it's ethereal and illusory. But with Aquarius, more just because it's so freaking fast. It's a higher octave of Mercury, and it 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 rules electricity. How fast is electricity? You know what I mean? How fast is a a a, a bolt of lightning coming from the sky to hit Earth? So um, 
you can't pin it down in that way, that regard. Like saying, well, lightning's going to strike at this spot. Nobody can say that. Um, so we can be get lost in our own world here over the freedom uh, found in stabilizing ourselves with the thoughts wherever they take the mental energy, air energy. So be ready to just go where this lightning fast mental energy because um, it may just take something to the breakthrough and to the break from uh, you know, whatever you need at this, this time. And it's ahead of its time. It's ahead of its time. It's future-oriented, so you could be emotionally satisfied to be thinking about it as well. Um, but speaking of rebel, the rebel energy of the – it's going to be here for a couple of days, so I want to get all off to it, but just wrap it up. Um, can definitely rebel in some ways that don't, you know, put you at risk of anything too troubling. You could do something really anti-mate, like not watch TV on Saturday. How? What a novel idea. And I know Aquarius rules electronics, but it's so already here. There's already been invented. That is so not Aquarius. Because Aquarius on to the next. Aquarius is ahead of its time, sometimes years out. Sometimes the powers that be won't let you get your ideas out. That makes me want to move to my ancestors to Oklahoma. <laughs> that's that's that that Kanye was talking about. You know, uh, doing something anti-matrix. Uh, if you are going to be on, watching TV or online for that matter, update your social network profile. It's a good time. Um, if Aquarius want to do something new anyway, put the profile picture up there. Um, but it really wants to break free. That's why it's the rebel. That's why it's the individual. Uh, it wants to show a lot of ahead of time for a particular event or for some work you want to do. If you got access to some real genius energy like Aquarius, don't let it go to waste sitting in front of the TV. At least be watching something future forward or that can impact you and, and the world are in the grand scheme of things. Um, this is a good energy to do energy work. Okay, like Reiki, reflexology, acupuncture, or acupressure. So go weekend to set that appointment on Saturday. Right. Okay. Attending a community building event. That'll be wonderful for network group um, activities. Um, and you can do something by way of network group activities, including the electronic uh, element. So sending a mass email or a mass communication a broad sense, be it a YouTube video, a, a, a blog talk radio podcast, you know, it's a good energy that under mix and make sure, make sure, I don't care who you are, make sure you mix and mingle with someone outside of your usual social circle. All right, drum roll, please. The last transit I'm going to discuss, it was actually from last week, week ahead, so I still haven't gotten into the week ahead yet, but I am, guys. Got 40, but, but I want to take a couple of calls. I see y'all. I see y'all holding, and I just I don't get contact. So let me wrap this up with Mars Sag. In the week ahead, I definitely I don't talk about this. I wanted to talk about some of the other stuff going on because it colors in what is going to be going on at the eclipse. The Sun squares Saturn on Sunday. And, and, and sun squaring Saturn, Sunday the 6th, and our week ahead. 
and sons wearing Saturn representing tests and challenges. The square is already tests and challenges. But then you got the sun and Saturn, which is tests and challenges times two that could lead to pessimism and depression, okay? And then I wanted to talk to you all about sun sextiling Pluto on Sunday, which is powerful. Powerful because because um, at a time when we are dealing with tests and challenges by way of that sun uh, square Saturn, here comes a sun sextile Pluto that increases our existence, that makes us feel more determined, purposeful, than usual to achieve our goals. Okay, um, that that any uh, obsessive or compulsive tendencies we may be having going on, some can't stop thinking about it, get out the head and, or or let go of that you can actually around the time of Sunday the sixth at ten forty one harness that obsessive and compulsive energy to get a difficult task done. From a messy room to a bad habit, get it done because the power is there. And these things are the things that lead up to Pisces on Monday, uh, the 7th, at 1.08 p.m. Central Time. And that being the thing that rolls on, that's the climate that we're in with the sun opposed to Jupiter. We still ain't even got to the eclipse yet. This is stuff going on next week with sun opposition to Jupiter, bringing opportunities for And you're going to believe you're on a lucky streak or gifted in some way. And that's on the flip side because for the sun opposite Jupiter, especially if you got this in your natal charting, you know if you have a tendency toward greed and boastfulness, uh, have trouble with self-control. I told y'all, everybody not dealing well right now. And this transit reminds me of that. Uh, this transit of sun opposite Jupiter next week, if you own a level of greed, boastfulness, and having trouble with self-control, you're going to more than likely uh, see yourself going to excess and wasting any good fortune that you do have. Mm-hmm. Loss of ego during a time of sun opposition Jupiter could be seen as punishment for previous acts of greed, which left others without. Farmers, real mama's babies. We ain't getting away with nothing. Just when you think you have, you're going to buck around and come up with a sun op Jupiter. You're going to mess around and come up with an eclipse. Your butt going to get eclipsed out. If you're not evolving, guess what? You're devolving. Say next week, DA, 7.54 p.m. Central Standard Time. So I'm going I'm to take y'all there. Uh, after the solar eclipse, uh, the moon go. Oh, yeah, I forgot to tell y'all. The new moon, just like we dealt with here a couple of weeks ago, it sets the moon into void, of course. That is. So, yeah, you don't really want to start your new initiative at the, at the time of the new moon or within the 17 hours and 46 minutes that comes after that. The moon will be in void, of course. I'm so glad I've been on the bridge for that. So, y'all, um, you want to work on finishing things. It is a Pisces new moon after all. And Pisces, so it's real, it, it's not horrible. It's not It's not bad because Pisces already represents and it's a new moon, new beginning in the sign of interest, right? So it's going to actually be the perfect time finish up projects that you've already begun 
to-do list, find lost objects, edit, refine, review, social events with established friends and family, rest and sleep will be more peaceful. It is occurring at 7.54 p.m. on Tuesday. That Tuesday night sleep probably going to be real good and dreamy, <laughs> more peaceful, and it's a really good time to get rid of some excess things you definitely do not want to be doing at the time of the solar new moon eclipse and for the following almost 18 hours is meet with two people who by right now may not even get you and it may not turn out to be as expected. You don't want to begin any new projects or launch a new business or start a new job. Okay, clearly the ramifications will be up to six months if you do. This ain't show ordinary new moon. And so then uh, after that, now the moon does finally enter Aries. The very first sign starts off the new um, lunar zodiac cycle on Wednesday, March the 9th at 1.40 p.m. Standard Time. That would be an excellent time to start something uh, with that full moon, uh, with that new moon in Pisces energy still very, very close at hand. Mercury does conjunct Neptune next Friday, the 11th, 12.01 a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, yeah, Mercury conjunct Neptune uh, in Pisces, of course, or and then the moon goes, boy, I'll leave off that Friday, which is only for an hour and 20 minutes before the moon goes into Taurus at 1.44 p.m. Standard Time Friday. Additionally, Venus does finally enter Pisces. Saturday the 12th at 4.24 a.m., and that rounds out our week. So let me get through Mars. Okay, let me tell y'all. I see y'all holding on the line, but I know if I start taking calls that I I won't be able to get the solar eclipse. The title of the show, I have to talk about it. But, yeah, that's happening yeah, it's happening on Tuesday. i got to talk about it. What I will do is open up the line, and I trust that y'all will um, let me record y'all's information. Um, I don't not conversations on there anyway, and that's really good. Okay. This is a caller. Caller from 561247. You've been holding on. <laughs> Peace. You're on the air. Hi. Dot I. Hi. Hello. Hi. Who's on the Who's on the air? Who's on the call? Stacy. Stacy. Mhm. Nice to talk to you, Stacy. What's going on with you? What you talk about? Uh, seems like well, my main focus is career, and I'm just trying to be um, how would I put it? Oh. Uh, a normal path. It just seems like things are kind of shaky and rocky, and I want to know. What's your? I mean, I'm a Sag. Yep. 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 That's my mutable signs. We going through it. I'm Sag too. We going through it. But guess what? We going through so we can go over and we can go straight to the top. It's our destiny anyway as Sagges. So I am really interested to talk. Stacey, I have recorded your number, 
and I within the next okay. 24 hours, I would like to get with you, and we can make it happen. I know we sad as we can take handle it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm like, I'm like, doing something right? I'm like, I keep, you know, but it's, it's, it's trying to level off, you know, but it's mm-hmm. not where it's supposed to be. Cause exactly. Yeah, you're right where you're supposed to be, Stacey, and I'm going to show it to you in your chart that you are exact. If you're you're feeling that way as a Sag, you're exactly Mm -hmm. where you're supposed to be, and and I'm excited for an opportunity to show it to you. Um, If you don't mind, I'll put you back on hold. I've recorded your information, and I will be talking to you real soon. Sure, yeah. All right. Peace, Stacey. All right, call it from the eight six two two three nine. Peace. You're on there with Mama Dada. Peace, Mama Dada. How are you? Wonderful. I know that you. I know that you probably have other people on the line. And to be honest, did you say Hadassah? Hadassah, yes. Hi. How are you doing? I've been wondering about you. I almost got worried. I was like, I no, don't get worried yet. Good. No, I'm so glad you no, said that. I'm so no, glad no, no, don't get worried yet. We, we'll connect afterwards, <laughs> put it that way. I was just going to say, I already know how to dial in to you, so I will definitely yeah. give you a call. Right. I'm really listening because I know somebody else on the line who probably never spoke to you before. You know, they, they probably need mm-hmm. to speak to you, you know? Well, I'm not good at recognizing numbers, so I'm glad I picked up your line. I recorded your number again just for ease for ease of access, and if, you, if it's cool yeah. with you, I'll be talking to you soon. Okay, love. Appreciate All it. All right. Thank you for calling. Woo, you're welcome. I appreciate no you. <laughs> All right. Yes, Adassa. God is five on the air with Mama Dada. Hello. Yes. Hi. Oh yeah. Hi. This is Cheyenne. Cheyenne. Hi. Have you called in before, Cheyenne? Oh yes. Um, you sound. Uh, last I thought week. you did. Okay. Yes. Um. Oh. How do you spell your name? Um. Yeah. A lot of people can't hear what I'm saying. I'm. I'm saying Cheyenne. Uh, S H I. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you breathe. Yes, Shire. I thought you said Cheyenne. Yes, Shire. Of course, I remember last week. If you didn't hear the beginning of the show, uh, after last week, I barely made it through the show, and after the show, I was out of that thing. Just down for account for like two days. I barely got the show out. So I apologize that I didn't get to get back with you. But oh, I'm so glad you called back. Um, we definitely are overdue to talk, so if you don't mind, I look forward to your number again. I would like to talk to you here uh, within uh, the next little bit. Is that okay? Mm. Oh, yes, sure. Whatever you have Okay, perfect. I know, I know um, you're very busy here. <laughs> well, it's, it, it, it's more about me being in a position to sit up without the room spinning <laughs> than um, mm. being oh, busy because yeah. I'm here in the last you uh in the last week I've just been busy getting set. So yes, thank you for calling but is all well, Shire? Oh well yes. I, I have been I have been holding in my in my position since the nineties and and in some respects I have been in the same position since the seventies. But uh, other than that <laughs> that's 
<laughs> I know I'm what's going on with you too. I know what's going on with you too because I know some things that have been going on interracially with some of these outer line planets like Pluto here and so yes. We are gonna chop it up super soon. Thank you so much for calling and if you don't mind I can mm. put you back on hold and you can listen. Oh, now oh, what yes. did you tell me last week your sun sign was is? Um um Aquarius. You have an Aquarius sun sign? Uh, sun sign. I'm sorry, we don't have a, a good connection, but I, yeah, my my sun is um, Aquarius and my moon is Gemini. Okay. okay, perfect. So, yes, keep listening out for all things Aquarius, and you and I will get uh, talk more specific, really. Okay. Mm, okay. Okay. Thank you, Shy Air. All right. Bye. All right, we are all. I'll, I'll color in some more of these details for you later. If you're interested, trying to do an astrological calendar and look up all the transits that are surrounding the transit of Pisces. Let me introduce you to this Pisces energy. Um, Monday, March the 7th, 108 p.m., that's when the actually Pisces. So just like I said with that Aquarius number, you know, with the whole Beyonce thing, get in on the energy early when the moon first enters that sign, like now Pisces, uh, 108th standard time, or get in on it uh, after the alignment. But if you want to get in on the energy while the energy is building, after 108 p.m. Central standard time on Monday, March 7th, going to be the time, okay? Um, it's uh, while the moon is in Pisces, we're going to be more meditative. And think about this when you're thinking about themes for your new moon intention over the next six months. New initiatives, half of it is not going to fit. Half of it is not going to see it through to the whole six months. But if something does and it's in the vein of these key words for Pisces, then you're headed in a good direction, right? Okay. So the Pisces energy is more meditative. If it's really good for first drafts, like I said, if, if stuff is not sticking, it's Pisces. Probably not going to stick. But you can use that access to imagination and creativity for anything um, of a purely imaginative time to wrap stuff up. Maybe you're going to be wrapping stuff up over the next six months. Who knows? But that's Pisces energy, too. Uh, it's mutable. Or changeable, flexible, adaptable, the mood could shift in a moment. Um, it's good for, while the moon is in Pisces, it's good for resting, daydreaming, the enduring. Does that sound lovely? The enduring and soaking and escaping into the imagination. Um, it's wise to create wide open, unscheduled time in a time where it's hard to pin stuff down. I probably wouldn't be filling my car and not what I'm going to do in Pisces. And I'm probably not going to do that at a Pisces new moon either. So create wide open unscheduled time just to to be imaginative, to be creative, to daydream and and rest and soak and escape your imagination. To simply be. The moon in Pisces is good for your soul. Sometimes just to meditate. Sometimes to sleep, drink, drink some water, soak in the tub. Um. We've got a heightened sense of empathy, that forgiveness. Of may not really dig Pisces season so much, 
it's all about that the very opposite of earthy the field water ocean. Um, since the lines are really blurred and the boundaries are are very weak or dissolved, um, we may get overly involved in the problems of others. We may not know our boundaries during time. We temporarily lose ourselves during time. So it's wise to watch out for those who prey on the compassion, the goodwill, the forgiveness, the unconditional love of others at this time. It is, does go once again, acceptance and illusion. So uh, it's a really good mood for music, uh, symbols like art, shapes, symbols um, that speak to our subconscious, 12,000 types of possible subconscious. Um, they're using the them color. Have y'all ever noticed that certain fast food restaurants all have the same colors? The place to sell the chicken is the red and the yellow. The, the place to sell the nuggets got the red and the yellow. The place to sell the tacos got the red and the yellow colors. Why? Because they hitting on that base, that red hitting on that root chakra. Your very you think you need it because they using red and hitting on your root chakra and talking about survival. So you think you need a a a a a, a real double. You think you need them twenty nuggets because they hitting on that and you don't even know it. This is the season for stuff like that. So paranoid for being aware. That's the remedy for deception, not questioning everything. And I mean, come on, think about a woman or a man in a relationship and just a lot of that bull going on. It's not about asking them 85 questions. Oh, that's going to make you feel more secure in the relationship. It's about being aware. What do you know, what do you know for a fact? That's what you got to deal with. Um, but since it's hard to pin down facts right about now, feed into the symbols and the music and the that are saying to the soul. On the high end, art, dance, film, photography, sometimes a gesture or a wise look says what words can't. Uh, and it, so it's a great time to nourish that imagination. Uh, if you have a creative focus, it's going to be powerful. It's going to be real powerful. And you can just when I'm when when I say creative focus, I want y'all to get so creative. I'm not even gonna name all some examples. Just be creative. <laughs> it's it's the season for that. Uh, wherever there's been resentment, ill will, forgiveness is here. Forgiveness is here, especially while the sun, Mercury, Mercury will have ice, and Venus is back going. And so it's about transcending rising above, experiencing the sublime, and deeply listening. It's ideal for actually doing nothing, but I've, clearly that's not the word of wisdom. So, zooming in with these last 17, I'm going to get Solar eclipses, right, represent the ending of one cycle, the beginning of another. It's it's the strongest and most important aspect in all of astrology. Fun, new plans for the future. 
you're able to question all your old habits at this time, all your old behaviors and old beliefs. They're up for inspection because something new is at hand. So all the old is up for being questioned. Do I really need this habit? Do I really need this behavior? Do I really need this belief? Is it serving me? Is it helping me? Is it putting me on higher ground? Or is it making me stuck and stagnant and stanky? So we're searching. We're all searching for new and inventive ways to make progress. And it's an ideal time, the ideal time, writing down a to-do list on a blank sheet of paper, right? Everything's not going to stick. We're going to write it down. Something's something going to stick. The impulsive and enthusiastic nature of a solar eclipse means that they not all new projects will succeed. But it, whatever is, is um, going on at the time of this eclipse, it's like and it's an event. Just like your birth chart is an event. Like took a picture of the sky at the time of your birth. This is where everything was. We're taking another picture at the time of this eclipse are the, the positions and the aspects that are, that are going to remain active the next eclipse season in September 16th over the next month. Um, and this, this is what I wanted to mention to y'all earlier, that as the eclipse cycle progresses, planetary aspects to the eclipse degree marks will, the eclipse degree will mark more active times when events relating to the eclipse will likely unfold. The strongest of these are Mercury on the eclipse degree, March the 15th, and Venus on the eclipse degree of 15 degrees, um, uh, 18 degrees and 56 minutes on March the 27th, okay? This solar eclipse is conjunct or married to or on top of Chiron also, okay? I know a lot of mama's babies know about Chiron. We don't talk about it. I'm so amazed. Y'all don't like, hey, tight. It's more that I can talk about. Chiron is known as the wounded healer, uh, 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 the Jesus figure. Uh, to be likened to that uh, Chiron was the wise centaur that brought astrology to humans. In both instances, this energy is perceived as a healing energy, healing of wounded, a healer of wounded souls who use natural methods like hands-on healing, herbs, and the power of the mind. Think of all the healing techniques that you can that start with the word Cairo, like Chiron, like chiropractor. Even palm reading is termed chiromancy, okay? So healing is in the even in the word. And so uh, it's also given to unorthodox methods of healing. Gone, the herbs, a major theme, therefore, of this solar new moon eclipse is going to be related to a deep wound in our souls. Once again, you may already be experiencing the ramifications of this in advance. And up to six months from now, it could pop up. It has already. So some existing physical or emotional pain could be indicated. Also, a new wound could be received during this time. But but there could be healing of old. Now the lunar eclipse in two weeks is going to give us more detail about the nature of the wound. That's why I'm doing the eclipse packages because it's going to pay for you. Know not only what's going on at the solar new moon, but is because they're related. 
is Eclipse season. It's two now, it's two in September. And that's going to carry you for the next six months. So this new start that, that governs a new move could be related to or involve natural or alternative healing methods um, and could also use breakthroughs in science and technology. Information share is a possibility. You know, but if you didn't think about it from that perspective, I'm sure. The transition of healing from medicine to hands to the mind and ultimately to purely spiritual healing. That's that's the understanding Chiron being conjunctive solar new eclipse is bringing okay, the sense to understand healing from this uh, uh beyond taking a chemical laden field. <laughs> so um the solar eclipse is also opposing Jupiter. Um uh, there could be forces acting against your growth, against your prosperity and against your happiness. Um, and the influence of Chiron being clearly conjunct that solar eclipse and also opposed Chiron. Chiron is Jupiter being opposed. I talked about it before the show. So. Um, but it can suggest health issues impeding your growth and happiness, an old wound that has been pushed inside would now manifest or immoral behavior would not I'm trying to tell y'all, this ain't the season act up. I know you're tired. I know you're ready for change. I know you're tired of doing the same old thing and not getting no results. I'm telling you, this is not the season to get tired throwing the towel, start acting fool, and get drunk. Trying to feed the pain. It's too much in, in, wrapped, in rapture, wrapped up in this solar eclipse that, that suggests that you should do just the opposite. Get in on high energy. That is the low. For immoral behavior will not be rewarded. Moderation, self-control, and self-discipline will help you avoid the over-optimistic and excessive nature of you. Try not to take on too much or push yourself too hard because of a tendency to overestimate your resources and abilities. Additionally, the solar eclipse is squaring Saturn, um, so that's going to be the Potential, uh, that's that sun square Saturn that I already really talked about. Um, solar eclipse square gets well. The time of the eclipse can limit your growth and represents the struggle to heal. Conflicting urges to move ahead or stay safe and secure leads to inner tension and stress. Disappointment and delays make it that much harder to focus on the original solar eclipse goals of healing your wounds. It tips the balance of Chiron's wounding healing thing to the wounding side. Where's that? You got the sun, the solar eclipse sextile in Pluto. We've already talked about the sun sextile in Pluto. You've got Jupiter trining Pluto as a staggering increase in power and influence. This is one aspect that can really combat the limiting and depressing influence of Saturn. It compensates for any defeatism or lack of faith and ensures higher moral and ethical standards. Powerful forces keep you striving ahead, and the wounding healing balance of Chiron tips back to the healing side. So, yes, Jupiter is squaring Saturn and tipping things to the wounded side, but Jupiter is trying to improve. Come on, and tipping things back to the healing side. So you can't look at any of these things Context of still dealing with the Uranus Pluto square for all my Capricorn Aries. I'm 
feel really good feeling. Um, it is behind the solar eclipse, so it is in a separating aspect. It's still, I believe, within one degree. So the radical wide range of change over the last five years, uh, the routines and the structures in your life may have changed abruptly, requiring flexibility and a broad view to help you adapt. Old structures and routines became outdated. Children arrived. Grown children left home. Your parents may have needed more care or have passed away. Whatever the circumstances, you're in a square foot over the last five years. The Tron Uranus is ahead of the solar eclipse. Um, another transition phase in your life over the next year. This is the ideal time to make positive changes in your life because they should run more smoothly. Change will not be as upsetting or erratic as it sometimes can. You will remain calm and patient, plan every step methodically. You may be given more responsibility, but also be allowed enough freedom to tackle the work in your own way. And um, with these last five minutes, I'm going to go through, uh, I'm not going to go all the way through the horoscopes, but I'm going to get everybody. Overall, with the um, March 2016 energy, uh, you're going to get a glimpse at your goals for the next six months. Um, Chiron's going to show you a wound in your mind, body, or soul, an illness, disease, or injury at the physical, psychological, or spiritual level. It could be an existing wound from this life or a previous one, or it may come during the phase. With wounding comes healing. In some cultures, there is only one word to describe both of them. Jupiter shows how you need to take it easy. Don't overdo things or take on too much. Give yourself time to Saturn shows the struggle, the pain, and the fear involved. Be patient, self-discipline, and take responsibility. Forgive yourself and others. Pluto shows your powerful will to succeed and gives recuperative and healing power. Growing pain come through the healing process or as your spirit leaps ahead of your body. The healing of your wounds leads to a spiritual transformation and the evolution of your soul. Chiron's golden rule has been broken, but it is easy to treat others like you want to treat with respect. So Pisces, clearly this is a new moon happening in Pisces. The sun is in your deacon. It's time you're finding it easier to express yourself. It's a good time for you. The March 8th solar eclipse just amplifies and extends the benefits of the sun transit for another six months, so... I mean, it's your six months ahead, for real. You're embarking on a most positive and progressive phase of life in which you can make profound changes to improve your quality of life, okay? Um, for my Pisces Deacon 3, I would just say the same thing. Um, for Pisces Deacon 3 specifically, um, this is an even better month than February was for you for socializing and for matters of the heart. You can look forward not only to a special birthday for those um, born between March 11th and 20th, but a wonderful year ahead thanks to the solar eclipse. This is really um, positively impacting your deacon as well. Pisces Deacon 1, um, for you actually, those born February 19th to 18th, anger managed to the 28th, I apologize, anger management may become an issue for you actually in the months ahead with the beginning of an extended Mars transit. And so the, any emotional drama you have been at full moon is likely to actually continue um, up until this new moon. Um, although this eclipse makes no major aspects to your deacon, you will still feel the effect. Pisces coming up next, Sagittarius. 
Deacon 2 is where this is happening at, at that 18th degree and 56 minutes. So my Sag Deacon 2, you're dealing with the directly a sun square, okay? You've probably already dealt with a crisis in confidence. I just had my Sag caller uh, because of challenges from events or from other people, most often from men or bosses, teachers. Your ego is on the line. It's coming under pressure. That's why I told her she could do it because it's just a test. Your ego is on the line, coming under pressure from others through arguments or challenges to your authority. This is not the time to push ahead, but to hold on to what you have. Hold what you got, Sag, until you get what you want. A defensive approach is the best only going to reinforce these challenges and extend their period of influence until September uh, of this year. So you might be going through this for a while, Sag, but once again, don't fret. Hold what you got. Everybody ain't ready for Sag. Everybody ain't ready for Scorpio. You hear me? Um, it, there's no way, y'all. There's no way. I'm office. Oh, I feel so bad. I don't want to feel bad. I feel great that we. I got to come back on the show again. I didn't have to not have the show. I'm not hacking talking up along on the show. And you can always get at me. So I'm not even literally get at me. Um, uh, there's a link in the episode info to uh, email me. There's a link in the episode info to get in on one of these uh, Eclipse packages, whatever one is best for your budget. You can get in on the $18.56 one because it's happening at 18 degrees and 56 minutes. Or you can go uh, max out and get an hour consultation with me uh, on top of the uh, on top of the report. It's going to carry you through to your next six months. That link is the uh, episode information. So all hope is not lost. Just my astrology coach. Stay connected. Uh, you got links for everything you need to get me and get the information you need by way of these reports or have me completely break something down to you um, with a 30-minute or a one-hour phone conversation to go with the report. Just like my clients say, you're going to get more in value in what you're getting than what you're paying for. You're paying $18.06. I'm telling you, this stuff is good for the next six months. It's really priceless. But you go to one of these other astrologers who, I don't know, I don't want to judge another astrologer and charge $250 for a 30-minute consultation. But, you know, I would venture to say my prices are considerably more reasonable. I love y'all. I love all my babies. I love coming back here. We're going to be back next week. Same time, same place. Stay connected. Get your uh, Eclipse package report. And I know that I love y'all. I'm back here because I love y'all. Okay? Peace until next week.